Welcome to the panel on RNZ National. Happy Friday. And it is time for the Afternoon Horns with me, Wallace Chapman, every day, every weekday, 3.45. An announcement today by the government. 900 businesses in the country will be required to report their gender pay gap. Will it help close that 9% gap? Also, we check in with the FIFA World Cup, Japan versus Sweden at 7.30 and just a minute ago, uh, versus, or Spain versus Netherlands, uh, Spain have won. Spain, two, Netherlands, one. Gosh, extraordinary. Uh, so we talk about that after four. New Zealand's big threats, violent extremism, foreign interference and espionage. The uh, NZSIS report today. And food prices, they are slowing down around the world, but... Not in New Zealand. Why? And National MP Sam Uffendale says he steps in with the shopping to give his wife a break once a month. Should he be doing more? Does this say volumes about his attitude to women or a beat-up? The guy's a busy Member of Parliament, text me 2101. You can email the panel at rnz.co.nz. With us today, Lavina, good social supermarket founder and commentator. Lavina, kia ora. Good to have you here. Kia ora. Thanks for having me on Friday. Nice to speak to you and also the whanau out there at the mortal. Indeed. And here, James Elliott was with me here. Current role as English language teacher. Was it lawyer? I don't know if he does that anymore. But anyway, whatever the case. Kia ora, James. Kia ora, Wallace. And let's jump into the Friday mailbag. Uh, by the way, yesterday, Paul in Oamaru said uh, Otago Regional Council's rates increased uh, 48% last year. I understand a correction is in order. It's around 18.8%. But let's go to this. Uh, perhaps the biggest response this week was uh, banning cell phones in schools. Uh, Christopher Luxon made an announcement this week, says he wants to ban cell phones, uh, lunchtime included, uh, and I did a snap panel poll on this, and 58% of panellists supported it. Said, yes, ban them in the schools. Uh, our guest at the time, Claire Amos, uh, she's the principal at Albany High Senior School, she said, absolutely not, it's just a waste of time. But Liz said, as a relief teacher, this ban is needed. I say, yes, do it. Teachers should not be having to deal with this major addiction at schools. It's challenging dealing with it on a daily basis, and we cannot leave it up to individual schools to sort it out. This has been tried and is not happening. Uh, Liz says, I am a left winger, but this may may make me think about voting for the other crowd for the first time in my life. <laughs> Cell phones are a political issue. Fantastic. Around the panel on this, uh, Lavina, what do you think? Uh, I'll be honest. I don't. I don't like the fact that my kids go to school and they can um, have their cell phones on them because they are so tempting uh, just to play with, rather than maybe listen to a school teacher. Uh, but I don't think that they should be banned during um, recess or lunchtime. I feel as though that's a way for kids to communicate. And if we ban them completely throughout that six-hour school day period, I can just about guarantee that kids will find a way to be able to utilize or use their devices. So I'm really, really keen on not having them taken into the classroom. Almost, in fact, when you when we first had cell phones at home, the first thing we used to say is, hey, let's put your cell phone in a bucket and just take it out yeah. when you need it because you're heading somewhere. So let's not have them in the classroom, but I'm okay with having them during um, free periods for the students because I, I honestly believe if we ban it all together, Wallace and James, they'll find a way of doing it and it will just create more havoc. 
Burner phones, perhaps. Anyway, yeah, someone says, no, a cell phone ban restricts personal freedoms too much, and it will be as successful as trying to hold back the tide at the beach. This is something for local schools to decide. And another one here, no, mobile phones are part of the 21st century, vital to communication. Their responsible use as part of a school's remit as educators. This is happening in schools right now, and it's backward-looking to prevent this from happening, says a 74-year-old retired teacher. Well, I, look, I, for my language teaching, so I'm teaching young, young adults from around the world. We have rules in the class which are cell phones only for um, study use, looking up the meaning of words and the like. But I did a, a, a quick survey on students during the week, looking at the screen time app for their phones and finding out how much time they're spending on their phones every day. It came out to be between five and six hours that the well, students were spending on their phones. The, so which and which quite a few of them were actually shocked by, but I think the so obviously it's quite difficult. Is how do you make it workable in a school? But it fits into the broader issue of young people, kids' ability to concentrate for extended periods right. of time, and that's what phone that's what phone use takes us away from, whether whether we're studying or whether we're not. So I, I'm a real advocate of saying yes, ban it, um, particularly during school time, and the responsibility and the remit okay. is about coaching and encouraging kids to be able to be concentrating for periods of time that are longer than a TikTok video, <laughs> longer than, you know, whatever the scroll of the day is. Okay. Yeah. Seems fairly sensible to me, doesn't it? All right. Now, and also a big transport announcement this week by Labour. Auckland would get three tunnels across Waitamata Harbour, two for vehicles, one for light rail, expected to cost up to $45 billion and built over decades at North Shore's Bayswater Marina. And Katrina wrote him... Uh, a century ago, my grandfather, a civil engineer from New Zealand, was working on the London Underground. In the 1950s, he was civil engineer for public works, and he wanted light rail for Auckland in the 50s. Nope, the car was the future. So those tram tracks, they were pulled up, and the motorway commenced. Grandfather dedicated the land at Waterview for transportation in the 1950s. Long after his death, the tunnels were built. Quite interesting email there, isn't it, uh, James? Well, you're the Auckland uh, resident here. How do you feel about Well, uh, I, I think given climate change and rising sea levels, we should improve our tunnel building technology because we're, we're going to clearly be needing more of them above ground uh, currently now than we are <laughs> as well. So, yeah. And perhaps the bigger surprise for me, or should it be a surprise, I don't know, but uh, a surprising response to this particular issue here. Uh, some eateries in Barcelona are banning solo dining. Uh, they say they just can't afford to have solo diners rock up and take valuable eating real estate by just grazing lazily. Uh, so they've um, started an initiative to go, if you want to come and dine, uh, a group of people, thank you, but not solo diners. And gosh, what a response. Mm-hmm. Kevin says, well, if discrimination against eating alone in a restaurant is just that. It's discrimination. We single people suffer with bands like this. And Jane says, it's quite extraordinary response, actually. I'm a single businesswoman and have been turned away twice in restaurants in Auckland. I like to dine out once a week as a treat, but I find this attitude embarrassing. Also had a couple approach me and told me to hurry up and eat as they wanted my table. Um, Roderick says, as a former restaurateur, I had a captain's table, especially for single diners, like an airline, an empty seat makes no revenue. So uh, to the panel, uh, Lavina. I 
uh, I work a lot away from home um, across New Zealand and also overseas and I often uh, dine on my own when I'm away and I would hate to think that people would consider that grazing lazily. It's far from grazing lazily. I'm just uh, eating and having a nice meal. But I, I guess um, when we first came out of COVID, when I did that, everyone was so happy that I was dining. It was like, come, 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 welcome. We don't have enough people, enough people. And now what's happening overseas is that they don't want the solo diners. But I guess there are other issues. I've spoken to a couple of cafe owners here in Tauranga and they have said there's been a couple of um, instances throughout the day at lunchtime where solo people will come in on their laptop and, and it's not just kids this time, it's adults doing their Facebook, checking their TikTok and spending hours on end in a cafe after ordering one coffee and one muffin and that's just not profitable for them. So I guess you need to look at both sides of it. But uh, I don't like the fact that I would be banned as a solo diner across New Zealand. That would really hurt me for sure. Okay, so um, Lavina talks about taking up valuable real estate, eating a scone uh, and a um, bowl latte for an hour and a half. I've certainly be- probably been guilty of I bet cal- calibrating just how much you can get away with. Order the coffee. You've been there for 45 minutes. I better get a muffin. I better get a piece of banana bread. Yep. We've all done it. We've all done it for sure. Um, and more on that too. Here's another one. Uh, Hospital NZ Hosp- uh, has oh – no, so that's something completely different that we weren't going to talk about. This is uh, talking about the um, uh, emergency department procedures. So uh, if we get time, we'll get to more feedback. But why don't we go to I've been thinking. Lavina, take it away. Uh, yeah, it's it's probably something that's been brought up before, I'm sure, on the panel. But just recently, I've been thinking about vaping and how my 15-year-old son told me four out of his five um, friends or peers vape and they have never smoked before. Uh, as a result of that, I've been thinking that there's a vape shop probably a kilometre from the public school that he attends. I've also been thinking how nice vapes can smell compared to tobacco and Thinking about the end of this generational shift, Wallace and James, where 10 years ago I thought my kids will never smoke. Like they always put their seatbelts on in the car and they'll never touch a cigarette. And at the moment I think that's about to change and we spent decades trying to create that generational shift. I think it's too easy in New Zealand to get a vape. I know in Australia you'll have to get a script now from the doctors to be able to vape. And even though some say that will force the illegal trade and and bring it on the black market, I honestly think it might be an opportunity for New Zealand here to follow in those footsteps and just stop making it easy. And I don't even mean kids. I've got some adult friends and peers that have never, ever, ever smoked a cigarette in their life that tend to vape a lot in a social environment. So the tobacco industry is once again making loads of money and the kids need to be empowered to say, we don't want it anymore. We don't want to make you rich. We don't want to make us sick. How do we make that happen? Let's make it not so easy to buy a vape. Gosh, so it's quite, it's, this is quite the issue um, with teens, isn't it, and parents of teens? It's a massive issue and yeah. a big concern. And I think, you know, anyone who's involved in the education system, including you, James, might be aware of just how many youngsters are actually vaping right now. Okay. Oh, yeah, certainly a lot of my students, yeah, at the morning and the lunchtime. Certainly, I would say like maybe 90% vape and 10% smoke. Yeah. Um, by the way, thank you for your response regarding Sam Uffendale and the fact that he helps us, help, his wife once a month to do the shopping. Looking forward to more of your responses <laughs> on that. Um, and we'll get to those. Uh, many say uh, 
he should do more. Others say this is just such a beat up. But I want to get to James's I've been thinking. Thinking, yes. Well, on the subject of banning, I've been thinking that we should ban the snooze button on alarms, particularly those that work in the morning. I think it's like a public health and safety initiative, the pernicious <laughs> effect of the snooze button. <laughs> Uh, and how terrible you feel when you use it. Uh, you never feel better for having used it. You always feel worse waking up the second time. Uh, we all know you should just... I've, I've weaned myself off. It's taken years. It's taken dedication. It's taken focus. Um, but no, don't use the snooze button. <laughs> Whatever your morning routine is, however you choose to wake up, it should not include a snooze button. <laughs> it's interesting to, interesting to say that because I have just decided to forego the snooze button. Um, because it's delaying the inevitable, isn't it? Yeah, delaying the inevitable. Yeah, but I, I, you feel worse. You just feel worse for having used it. Lavina? Yeah, that's because you go into a deep sleep, and once you fall asleep, you're meant to be asleep for 75 to 90 minutes. So you hit the snooze button, you go off to sleep for seven minutes, and then you're woken again by this alarm, and the brain's like, what? What happened to that hour and yeah. a half? Mm. And then you feel groggy for the rest of the day. Don't go snooze. Put your alarm at the other side of the room. Start your day with an expletive. Skip the snooze. <laughs> Skip it all together. Well, I'd like to hear from our listeners, how do you wake them? Does that include the snooze button? So you're saying this could well be an election policy issue in terms of of public health. Absolutely. Yeah. Jump on it. Jump on it. It's there for somebody to jump on, I'm for sure. <laughs> Who could do it? New Zealand first, top. It, it sounds like a New Zealand first kind of thing, do you think? But Winston's keen on snooze. He, he's an advocate for the afternoon snooze. I wouldn't have a clue. He James. has been for a long time. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, look, it's something that I have actually started doing because um, being a 25 year snoozer, I just decided enough's enough. Good on you. Yeah. yeah. Come come to the non-snooze side. I've done it. Yeah, I've well, done it. Thank well you. Uh, 2101 is a time to actually uh, ban the snooze button, actually um, uh, make an accord where manufacturers can't build in uh, a snooze button. It's Friday afternoon, and uh, thank you for your response. You can text me, 2101, and the panel is on iHeart, it's on Apple, and it's on Spotify. If you can't catch us live, back shortly. <laughs> 